1: time to get distracted. Distracted. This is not a time to go off course. course. This is not a time to lose your focus. Got a word
2: to do. God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to be here this day by way of radio. I tell you what, we're thanking God for what the Lord is doing, how he's doing it. A lot of things, you young peoples or old peoples or whatever, who are, that you are going through something, just stand and see the salvation of God. Amen. In spite of what the enemy throw at you, if you ordain a God and you called and chosen Don't worry about the the hand clap, uh, the pat on the back. Amen. Know that you are doing what you're doing for the will and the plan of God. And if you do that, then God himself will reward you. I have to keep in mind, amen, uh, my theme song. My theme song, uh, your destiny. You have a destination. You can't be sidetracked in these last days. Amen. The devil would love to sidetrack a lot of you and would cause you not to go forth. And And, and a lot of times we become followers when we should be leaders. we following this, we're following that, and in essence, we're losing out our directions on uh, the direction we should be going on simply because of the fact that we are being followers and still are saying, okay, God, I want want you to lead and guide me. When he's leading and guiding you, amen, when the Most High or Emmanuel, whatever you want to call him, uh, we are speaking about the word manifested in flesh. Uh, If you got him leading you, then guess what? you're going to receive that which God got for you. A lot of times, we don't believe it. We don't don't look like it. Don't seem like it. But I promise you, it will come to pass. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you. We praise you. I honor you, Lord, for all that you are doing, all that you are going to do. I ask you to anoint me this day, that I speak that which you would have me to say, ask you to stir it in my heart and mind and those that are listening, that they may have a mindset to hear what thus says the Lord. And we thank you for what you're doing, ask you to allow me to decrease and you increase, God, that is your will, not my will, being manifest. I thank you, I praise you, I honor you in Jesus the Christ, name I pray. Amen and amen. I tell you what, I'm excited about what God doing. Amen. Again, here's the book. If you have been a blessing, don't get discouraged. Uh, we have the book out and on print. It's out now. It's smaller than we thought because we had eliminated some of it because I was repeating myself or whatever. But it says, what grade are you in spiritual? Uh, what grade are you in spiritual? Or you a spiritual dropout? Trust me, if you was a blessing to Brother Ware, I will make sure that you receive one free of charge. Amen. We don't charge for anything that God does for us. So if you was a blessing, you might have said, well, I... I didn't send nothing but one time. Okay, if you sent something one time, and we got your address, trust me, we're gonna make sure you get a book in your hand. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. Too many, not that I have all the answers. I don't. I don't have very few answers. The Word of God give us the answer, and if we go any other place looking for the answer, I promise you, you'll get disappointed man you'll get people's will let you down. it will hurt you. that's why you got to focus on what what God will what God's plan for your life. And when you begin to do that then God will open up doors. this is the seventh book I thank God I said it was gonna be the last one but guess what I just that was just me talking I I'm looking at another situation, how that the pep rallies that's going on. That's what we have in pep rallies. And I I got that from when I was in the eighth grade, a sub-freshman at Rice High School. And they, in turn, had got up to the champ next to the championship game, the game, the semi-champions. And, uh, man, they was... Uh, I went in a pep rally, and you got to know, understand, being an eighth grader in a school that got ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth graders having a pep rally, man, they just seemed like they was going to tear down the school, scared us more so than we enjoying the pep rally. But nevertheless, man, we had a pep rally that was out of this uh, excitement, okay, And lo and behold, we came into the championship game, they did. Uh, We were just part of it because I was part of the school. They got to the championship game, and they beat us raggedy. Just about everybody on the team had something broke if it wasn't nothing but a finger. And we thought, wow, we had a good pep rally, but we couldn't produce anything. That's what I'm seeing today. And I, that is something God putting in my spirit. I don't know. Maybe it might be a sermon. Or it might be uh, some old writing that I need to do to keep me occupied. I was telling the brother today, uh, yesterday one. I was saying, you know, yeah, it seemed like, and this is what the devil wants you to do, understand this, believers. The devil wants it look like you are not prospering in that you are trying to do, meaning you look at somebody else and you say, well, I'm teaching on righteousness and look like I can't never get people just to see about right. Or I'm teaching on relationship and boy, I'm having such a problem with relationships. Or I'm teaching on marriage and man, look like my marriage is really just on. The... And you got to understand, it must be that God want to bless in that area. So the devil began to stir it up and begin to bring about confusion, begin to show you just the opposite of what you supposed to be standing on. That's why it's so hard for people that say they standing in holiness to continue to live holy lives in this day and time. It's because of the fact the devil make it, he began to show you things instead of you focusing on what the devil doing, you should be focusing on what the Lord doing. One thing about Joseph, I have to give him credit. Yes, he did complain, told the um, the butler, "Look here, man. Since I told you what thus says, the Lord, don't forget about me when you get back into the kingdom." And he did. He forgot about it. Two years later, he remembered him, but it was on God's timing. A lot of times, we try, we get discouraged about something that's not happening in the way that we thought that it's supposed to happen, it's because God is preparing. Pre- I'm sorry. The word is he's getting you ready or preparing you, putting you in preparation. That's what I'm trying to say. In order for you to get that which he got for you. And if we can look at that and begin to look forward and not backwards, watch and see that the the, the, the anointing of God, if you abide in his word. Now, the scripture says, abide in his word, and his word abide in you. You can ask what ye will, and ye shall receive. Amen. As I was saying, I was telling a, a, a young man, I was telling, bruh, we just got to have faith in spite of what it looked like. Because the devil going to show you something that just ain't looking right. But you got to overlook that and say, "Okay, God, I thank you." You begin to thank God and begin to allow Him to manifest, because the truth of the matter is, uh, as the Scripture says, uh, "You was created to do what? Serve God." When they uh, in turn got the ch- when the children of Israel left out of Egypt, what was the first thing that Moses said? Let them go that they may serve Him. That they may serve the Most High. They may serve him simply because of the fact that he is God of all nations, God of all people. There is none beside him. So when God do something, he's doing it for you to serve him, for you to serve him and draw closer to him. A lot of times we allow things and situations to pull us away from him. Man, it's more time now to be praying and seeking God's face when we see all the destruction and all the stuff that's going on around us. As it never was before, now is the accepting time for us to grab hold to the horns of the altar of God and begin to obey God in spirit and truth so that God can begin to bless you so the Most High can stand in your place with you. He said, "I will not leave you, nor forsake you." A lot of times we'll think, "Well, Lord, you must be you don't left me. Things are not happening the way that I thought it should have happened, the way that I dreamed it up to happen, the way that I planned it to happen." But what about God's way? What about God's will? What about Him laying down the foundation? And saying, allowing you to follow it. Listen, folks, anything and anybody that's not drawing you to the to the, uh, the horns of the altar of God, going, drawing you to the will of God, it is not of God. It is not going to cause you to go forth. You've got to have a mindset to pray more in these days. you got to have a mindset to read more, to study more. Because of the fact that when you get the word of God in your heart, then you can delight yourself in the in in the Lord, and then as you delight yourself, God will bring forth a transformation. So we was reading, uh, well, we not we, but I was reading in uh, the other day and uh, yesterday, the matter of fact. Uh, And I read in uh, uh, Galatians, I'm sorry, I read in Ecclesiastic. That's what it was. Ecclesiastic, I read the 12th chapter and around the first verse. It says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor The years draw now, Uh, When thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Oh, when they draw now, when they draw to the nighttime, the darkness. You know, I can remember, as a matter of fact, I thought about it the other day. (laughs) You have the same mind, believers. Uh, Young folk, don't think you're going to get a mindset to say, oh, I ain't gonna think like that when I get grown. No, you got the mindset. You just have to mature your mind in the Lord. But if you don't mature your mind in the Lord, you can think that you, uh, listen, It's certain things that I would love to say I can do like I used to do. I played semi-pro soccer when I was 18 years old. Now, as time went on, in my mind, I feel like I can still run until I try to run. And I realized that I can't run no more. I, I can run a couple of steps. I mean, if I was racing you, I could stick with anybody racing them 10 feet, you know. But after that, it's going to be about a, 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 a big change. So about 10 feet, man, I give you a good race. But after the 10 feet is over with, then guess what? Brother Ware going to lose out. Why? Because I'm no longer able to do that. Now, I used to could run. Uh, uh, a friend of mine asked me, he said, Brother Ware, have you ever ran across country? I said, yes. It wasn't a problem because the coach had cyclers up about the second wind. So I could run 26 miles. It wasn't a problem. Once I got that second wind, I wasn't tired. And then uh, once I stopped, Then I had to walk it off because of the fact that I didn't have the problem. But but now, uh, somebody talk about 26 miles, I walk, I can't even walk 26 miles. A long time I run, I probably could walk it if I had to, but nevertheless, the Bible says, remember your creator in the days of your youth, while you are young, and folks over 50, Talking about you young, you fooling yourself. That's it. You, you're living in a la-la land. You got to begin to uh, face reality. I didn't say you was wiser or uh, wasn't wiser. You got wiser as you began to live. You got, you should have. You should got wiser at, in areas that when you was young, you had scrimp. Now you should be able to do Little bitty things to make you not have to have that script. I remember back, and I'm, I'm getting back to the word. I remember looking at the uh, uh, the basketball uh, game, and the guy says, "Well, how can you stick with these young guys?" This guy was about uh, where well, was Russell? Bill Russell was the guy, and they was asking him to say, "How can you stick with the young guys?" Uh, and you in your late 30s, almost 40, he says, well, I got wiser. So when the coach don't be looking, I might grab hope to the t-shirt. I might uh, grab hope to the shorts or something and take their mind off of things. So he got wiser in order to take up for that time that he lost, that speed that he once had. He couldn't have it. But here's the thing, believers. If you don't serve your creator, then you're going to submit to the devil. And that's what the enemy will do. When you don't submit yourself to the most high, when you're not following, when you're not following the most high, you will find yourself following the enemy. So you, I know Shirley Caesar put out a song where you got to serve somebody, if you don't serve, no, 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 you ain't got to serve the devil. He looking for temples. He looking for idle mind. That's right. That's why people should stay in the word. Not that uh, learning scripture gonna make you live holy. But what happened is learning scripture will remind you of what God would have for you. See, when you don't study the Bible, when you don't, I don't care. I, I listen. I don't care how long you've been in this thing. I don't care how long you've been walking in Christ. If you're not studying the scripture to keep yourself rooted and grounded in the direction that God would have, then I promise you, you will find yourself getting uh, wavery. You'll find yourself beginning to look at situations different than what God would allow you to see. And, and the reason for that is because of the fact that you are focusing on what you can see. And that's what the devil does. The devil makes you look at things instead of, listen, uh, I learned this way, way back. Anything that you can see with your natural eyes, anything, I don't care what you name, whatever you name, anything that you can see with your natural eyes is going to change it's going to bring about a change. And if it's going to bring about a change, then you got to be willing to what? Change for, with it or the change going to take place in your life. Amen. You got to the only thing that's real is the spirit of God dwelling in you and you submitting yourself to the spirit of God. If you submit yourself don't submit yourself to the spirit of God, then the devil say I'll take you because he's submitting himself to me, or she's submitting herself to me. And that's what he wants anyway, because you can have a vision. And that vision that you have can transform so many lives. I'm not talking about money. I know we all, at one time, we can tell that field all we want. I don't want no money. I don't want no this. I don't want no that. Yes, you do. You might not want all of it. But just about everybody on the sound of my voice wanted to live comfortable. You don't want to be in a begging stage. Let's be real about it now. People can say what they will, say what they want. If you're serving the Lord, you want. Because the first time the Lord, first time you get a new car, you get a new home, you get a new furniture, you say the Lord bless. Why? Because you was looking for this. Now I know people's. Uh, uh, Throw up this superficial stuff and say, well, not me, brother, Where, well, not me. I ain't worrying about that." Let me tell you something. If you're willing to serve the Lord, okay, if you're willing to serve the Lord, that's the problem. You've got to submit yourself to the Lord. You've got to make sure that God is Lord of your life, the Lord of your life, and the, and the way that you can get a direction. I met a man today. Uh, as well at lunch, and this man said he had studied this religion. I mean, he named so many things, and he probably listening to me now. Hey man, uh, he was very inspiring uh, about all the different. But I, I said, well, bro, I'm sorry, I have to disagree with you, because see, and the reason I have to disagree with him is because of the fact that I know about two or three of them. And they didn't transform my wife, brothers and sisters. They wasn't transforming my wife. They made me want to try to do better. And trying to do better, I had to submit myself to that. But I know that when you truly get salvation through the word of God, it brings forth a transformation. It causes you to be a different person Not to just be the same thing. Not to just have to wrestle with this and wrestle with The only reason we wrestling with something, we don't want to give it to God. Amen. Amen. The only reason I'm wrestling with anything that you can name, the only reason I'm wrestling with it, I didn't want to give it to God. Because, see, when you give it to God, God will begin to do with it or he will get it from you. And a lot of times when he takes something from us, we want to get it back because we'll say, well, you know, Lord, I I know you stopped me from smoking, but I went past this person and that cigarette sure smelled good or that alcohol sure smelled real good. And I just had to get me a this and get me a that. And it's because of the fact you said, but I'm working on it, Lord. I'm working on it. And we can go on and on about anything in our life, but the bottom line is when you are willing, when you are willing to surrender you, the first thing you must do is repent. Oh, yes, you got to repent, folks. I know I ain't talking about uh, saying for, uh, as the people tell you to do this and do that, and that sounds good, but the bottom line is, when pe- preachers do that, let me tell you something, I never read in the Bible where they did an altar call. I read where they did the, they did what they call what? the preached the gospel, and when they was preaching the gospel, then guess what they did? The people came to them and said, what must I do to be saved? In Acts, the second chapter, and around the Thirty seventh verse, it says this, 30, Acts 2, 37, and say, And when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. In other words, didn't nobody go with making an altar call? I remember when I look back at my life, believers, even though I was in a traditional church, but before the man got through uh, preaching and got through calling, uh, people stood up often. You know how they say, "Give God your hand," and uh, no, give the pastor your hand and God your heart. Listen, I knew then that God was already dealing with me way before that. But in Acts, uh, the it says what? Uh, I, I, let me go back over right quick before I go to my break. I, I lost where I was in Acts, the second chapter, and. Uh, I said I was going to be at the thirty seventh verse, and the thirty seventh verse said, "Now when they heard what you go back and you read what they heard, they was talking about how that the Holy Ghost bring forth. See, folks, we don't make the Holy Ghost be nothing now. But anyway, let me get to, get on because it's time for me to go on my break in the next couple of seconds. And say, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and they said uh, to Peter." And to the rest of our apostle men and brethren, not sister pastor, not this, not that, no, men and brethren, what must we do? Peter then said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your uh, remission of sins and receive and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I tell you what, hold it right there. I'll be back in a couple of minutes, and we're going to go, and I'll give you more scripture on that which God will have us to do. God bless you.
3: Praise the Lord, my friend. Brother Ware will return shortly. I would like to take a minute to invite you to pray for the believers walking in righteousness and minister Brother Ware. We thank you for listening and would be really grateful if you would let a friend know about the broadcast. Please stay tuned until the end of the message for all contact information. We will be taking questions and comments in the second half of the broadcast. Please call 404-355-8699. That's 404-355-8699. And now, welcome back, Brother Ware.
2: We are back. Amen. We truly are standing in the need to hear from some of you. Amen. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I didn't deal with the appetite. I'm going to do that at the end because I want you to have, uh, move all excuses out of the way that you can fellowship in a uh, place, uh, church, not as usual. Amen. Uh, but 404 355 8699 or uh, comment, or question. Amen. We'll be more than happy to deal with it. Now, I was dealing with, and uh, I, let me say it again, 404-355-8699. I was dealing with, in order that a person must give themselves to the Lord, they must be willing. Now, Brother Ware, you must be on name, read Romans 10 and 9. Uh, uh, yes I have but I'll read it again for your sake okay Romans 10 and 9 said if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth uh, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation now Here's the problem with that, and it's not no problem with this. It's the problem with those of you that are listening that want to use this and allow the pastors to use this totally out of context. Because you confess that Jesus, I believe in Jesus. I got a good friend told me, said, I'm saved. And I say, well, wait a minute! What, how would you know that you are saved? Uh, and I shouldn't say a good friend, or associate. That's what I should say, and a neighbor. And uh, she said, "I'm saved because I confess," and that's what my preacher told me. If I confess the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart, I'm saved. Well, that's not what that's saying. That's not if you read it in context. Don't take it out of the preacher's word. That's why you never see altar calls in the church, in, in the early, in your Bible. You don't see that. You don't see no altar calls. You don't see no, they playing the music and making you feel sad and blue and nine to come to give your heart to Him. No, ma'am, not so. That's why that salvation don't last. That's why they be so excited one minute and the next minute they cussing the next minute, the next minute they doing whatever. Okay, because that's man's salvation. That's not God's salvation. God's salvation is not just confess with your mouth. You say, but brother, where? The Bible said, it said, shall be believers. Shall be. Shall is not now. Yes, if that person did it sincere of their heart, it will bring forth. It will bring forth salvation if they did it from their heart. But they did it because the preacher said that's what makes you say that is absolutely wrong. That doesn't, a pastor cannot save anybody. I'm sorry. That's why when you find that they're using plant your seed and, and people believe that, they get caught up on that. They get caught up, oh, I planted my seed, I'm going to give some money then, and and I'm going to reap. No, that, that's not true, believers. That's why when you see seeds, it has nothing to do with money. But the preachers, you you, you say, well, brother, what, don't the Bible say if you want to be loved, show yourself lovable? And that you get back what you put in? No, God give us a lot more than what we put in. Come on, believers, you was blessed before you ever went to any congregation, you ever said anything, God kept his hands upon you in spite of your stupidity, in spite of your rebelling, God yet loved you. So you, what, what are you saying, brother? Well, that don't make me say no, a broken and a contract heart, what makes an individual re- truly repent to the Lord? That can't come from nobody else. That have to come from the Lord. And except a person do that, then guess what? You can read Romans 10 and 9 all you want to. That's not doing nothing. Now, after an individual become a believer now, then when they become a believer, remember Jesus was talking and was praying. I'm trying to get back to uh, John, St. John. Uh, And uh, let you see, once that person became a believer, John's around the 16th chapter and uh, the 13th verse, it says this, How be it when the Spirit is true, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you all show you things to come. Now here's the problem with this. People are saying they're getting the Holy Ghost. They got the Holy Ghost and I feel five baptized. And 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 you say, Well, no, brother, you had some will say, I had the Holy Ghost when I got saved. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It does take the Spirit of God to get in an individual to bring forth a transformation. But that individual that received the Spirit of God, it made you be a believer. It made you be a believer. But other than that, then now you got to deal with other things that you wasn't willing to deal with because you weren't converted. But now that you are converted... Then in the book of uh, Acts, as other peoples in the book of Acts, and, and I can get more scripture, but I got to move on. But in the book of Acts, uh, the Acts the uh, what nineteen chapter, I believe somewhere, yeah, nineteen and two. It says this: He said unto them, "Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe?" And then said unto him. We have not so much as heard whether there'll be the Holy Ghost. Now let me break something down to you. right quick, believers. Peoples are saying they got the Holy Ghost and because they spoke, I was in a fellowship a few weeks ago and I saw them trying to get the, get this child and that made them feel like this was the, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. No ma'am, no sir, I'm sorry. That is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I know that's a traditional teaching that if I can get them to speak in some kind of tongue that I don't know, but the Bible tells you, go back and read the scripture. Don't take brother well word. When an individual speaks in tongue, that individual is speaking to glorify themselves. Tongue is for those that are, unbelie- are believers, not for those that unbelieve. Because an individual that's not believers, guess what? They begin to speak, and somebody come up and say, What in the world are they saying or doing? But in the midst of it, and uh in the midst of it, it says, and they shall receive uh the Holy, say, wait, wait a minute, we ain't heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Until what then were you baptized? And he said, John baptism. Listen, John had a baptism saying, Repent. For the kingdom of God is with is at hand. That the Messiah, that uh, Emmanuel, oh yeah, Emmanuel was coming. I know we like to call say Jesus. I ain't got no problem with that. We know that's a translation, but the Scripture said Emmanuel. I'm saying what the Scripture said. So if the Scripture said Emmanuel, then it's Emmanuel. All right, now, if you wanna say any you know, other, I ain't. I ain't here to make a debate about whatever, whatever. Okay. I know your, those of you that have studied a little bit a little bit of Greek and a little bit of Hebrew, you'll say Yahshua and all this. But the scripture teaches me that uh, Emmanuel, okay? Now, Emmanuel or Jesus or Yahshua. Since you uh, John say He will come and he will baptize you in the whole, he will baptize you with the Spirit, or you'll be baptized with the fire. Just that simple. In other words, if you don't receive the Spirit, then guess what? They got the lake waiting on you. It's just that simple. I know, I know, I know that's not popular, but that's what happens when people begin to read into the Scriptures and make the Scriptures say what traditional says. Traditional says, Honey, I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the fire, and it got me on five, and you ain't doing nothing but shouting and get out of church, going right back to the same situation. There's no transformation. There's nothing that convicts you. There's nothing that will cause you to seek out God's will, or God's way. Nothing will do that. But you receiving the Spirit of God, when you receive the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, now, when you receive the Spirit of God, you say, wait a minute, brother, Last two, no, it's one. When one gets re- received the Spirit of God, then guess what? It brings forth a transformation. Oh, a transformation? Yes, a transformation. And I'm going to tell you about the transformation as soon as I take this call. God bless you. Call Four four three five five eight six nine nine. 44-355-8699. Call You're on the air. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you now.
1: Thank you so much for taking my call. How you doing?
2: Doing wonderful, my brother.
1: Good, 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 good. Just want to weigh in on what you're talking about. First of all, let me just encourage you in the Lord and tell you, go ahead and continue to stand on the wall and keep doing what God has called you to do.
2: Amen. uh,
1: As long as he gives you breath and strength. Amen. you, you, You may not look like there's any rewards for you, but, you know, your words are don't fall on the deaf ear. So you are reaching those that uh that is meant to reach.
2: Amen. Thank you, brother. Uh,
1: now um the reason I see on that last comment that you just made, the reason why there's no uh transformation because there's no spirit. Okay. Alright, and that's not me judging anybody, but that's just me looking at the fruit. There's no way in the world you can tell me that I can come to a church and sit in a, whether it's on the Sabbath day, whether it's on a Sunday, sit in the church because I don't condemn anybody because, you know, God saved me
2: in the Christian church uh-huh. um, until he brought me into the knowledge of the truth of my mother's day. Okay. But there's no
1: way I can sit there for an hour, an hour and a half and leave there knowing the woman that I'm living with is not my wife. And right. say that I'm in the truth, or I'm saved. Okay. There's no way. The Spirit of God, through His Word, is what brings forth the transformation. Matter of fact, the Bible says in John six forty four, For no man can come to the Father, uh, coming to Christ, except the Father, which did him, draw him.
2: But, bruh, so God
1: has to draw you,
2: bruh one quick moment, because, see, when I say that, you know what the word they'll say? When Marriage I'm, is nothing but a piece of paper. yeah you say you you made the statement that one well no 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 marriage is more than that matter of fact i know that but i'm saying that's what they say is yeah but see that they following the traditions after men they're
1: following that worldly wisdom that's that's that worldly wisdom and worldly proverbs that has nothing to do with the scripture we know marriage was the first institution that god established it was the first covenant god made between adam and eve
2: okay uh it was not the first. one. actually, I, I know what you're first, saying, right? You know what I'm saying. So yes, it's sir. A direct. It's a direct
1: correlation of how his love is for the church, right? You know what I'm saying. God is right. the Father, and we, Christ is the, 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 the you know Christ is the groom, and, and the church is the bride. Just like right. my wife is the bride, and I am a stand of Christ being a priest in my home.
2: Right. So you know that who, that suits that it. it you know that the, you know the corner can never
1: understand that which was a spiritual pastor, and they always going through things up to find ways to continue in doing what they want to do. Right. It's funny how we try to try to instead of try to look for ways how I can be better, instead of looking for ways how I can draw closer to the Lord, I look for ways to try to find out how I can, can keep uh, doing what I want to do and serve Him at at the same
2: time. And you can't serve two masters. That's true.
1: So I thank you
2: so much for taking my call. All right. We it appreciate so
1: it. Amen. Hey we love you. We'll continue
2: to listen as always. All right. And you got a book uh, will be coming to you real soon called What Grade Are You In Spiritual? Now, not that I'm, I'm justifying, but some people are in kindergarten and we're trying to put them in high school. Or some people's in middle school and we're trying to put them in high school. And some people just spiritual dropout. You know, That's right. And we wasting time with those spiritual dropouts.
1: David didn't go fight Goliath. He, he started out uh, suffering sheep
2: first. Right. <laughs> amen. Uh, amen. God bless you. Thank you God so much you. for calling. Amen. 44-355-8699. Uh, five, five, nine, nine. Question or comment? Let me get back to this. As I was saying, when he called, he's right. Uh, there is a difference between... That unholy and and holy, there should be fruit manifested. How is it that we are saying? And you know, people love to use uh, that God ain't concerned about what you put on. God ain't concerned about what this. But uh, Second Corinthians five seventeen teaches me. Let me go to it right quick while I'm talking to you. Second Corinthians uh, uh, fifth fifth chapter. And, around, I know some of you say, well, you can quote that. Well, I, I want to make sure so nobody wants to say that ain't what the Bible said. Uh, Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new create, creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, how is it that you say you got a new walk in the Lord and you still got the same clothes that you had? You're still wearing the same garment when you had when you was a sinner. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's got to be a transformation. It's got to be sure it was an outward thing. Sure. Do you know that back in Genesis, when uh, Adam and Eve them, Adam and Eve first sinned, here's what happened. And uh, I ain't got time. Mean, you you can read it. Go back to where you see that the Bible declared. That there should be uh, that Adam and Eve was in the garden, and God come forth. And when the Lord came forth, uh, the voice of God was walking in the coolness of the day, and the voice cried out to uh, Adam, Adam, where art thou? And Adam says, What? I-, I was afraid, and I hid myself. Why are you afraid, Adam? I was naked. And what Adam did when the naked, he sowed fig leaves upon himself. To try to cover up himself. Listen, folks, when you have a new nature, you can no longer dress the same way. It, listen, not only in that in Genesis uh that, uh Genesis the uh third chapter and around the seventh verse, you'll find that story if you go a little further around Genesis 35. You'll find when, even when Joseph, being a man of God, being chosen by God, when it was time for him to come out of that captivity, when it's time for you to come out, then Joseph, what they did, they told him, look, they washed him and put on clothes. When you look at Joshua, they and, uh, and they went forth, God, and God was trying to speak to him the bible tell me that he still dealt with the garments i know that's not popular today because preachers will say it ain't in your clothes you can come yes you're right you can your dress can be dragging the ground and you can still be uh uh, uh individual uh not worthy uh your, your dress dragging the ground and you can be doing whatever you want to do okay or you can be a man looking like a pimp and talking about you save you sanctifying you Holy Ghost filled. and at the same time no ma'am you say that's old fashioned brother where it ain't in this it ain't in the well all through the Scripture it lets you know that you present your bodies a living sacrifice folks and uh, wait a minute how can I present my body now that's what the Scripture said after I come to Christ present your body a living sacrifice. A living, something that people can look on. something Not a dead sacrifice, but a living sacrifice. Something they can look and see and say, I want what you got. Listen to me now. Listen. When an individual get converted, go back around your old friends and see what they say. Child, there's something about you. They ain't got to see nothing. If you're a woman, they'll say, man, what kind of makeup you wear? You sure looking good, sister. You look like you got a glow. If, if, if you're a man, they're going to say, man, what, what, what you been doing to yourself? You done did this and did that and you got your hair, your man, you're just a different man. Why are they saying that? It's because the beauty of the Lord is within you. And when the beauty of the Lord is within you, you'll find yourself changing your garment, changing your talk, changing your speech, changing all the way around. I'm sorry. They can go on and say, that's old fashioned, all you want to. I promise you, you will stand before God. How can you lead somebody else to righteousness when you're living unrighteous, when you're doing things that's contrary to the will of God? In the book of Galatians, after an individual get converted, in the book of Galatians, Galatians, the fifth chapter, done uh, around uh, what, what I want? Galatians 5, 17 or 18, somewhere in there? Uh, no. Okay. I want uh, uh, Galatians uh, chapter 19 verse. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Wait, let's start right there. Now, uh, as the brother was saying, uh, Minister Casey was saying earlier, that people is sitting in the church an hour or two hours, then they're going home with a boyfriend or girlfriend, and then they living like they are married when they are not married, and it's supposed to be okay. Now, what you tell me, you tell me if the Bible says that... Uh, 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 the works of the flesh is manifested as these, adultery, fornication. Now, wait a minute. Now, if you marry, fornication, uh, if you are unmarried, I'm sorry, fornication going to be in and out. Uh, if you ain't doing nothing but thinking about it, it's going to come because the Bible says if a man think on it and lust out in a heart, he's already did it. Now, that's the bottom line. Now, we can play with it all we want to, but if you're doing it, it's wrong okay then adultery all right that's for a married person looking at somebody else and then they saying this and saying that and thinking in their heart because see jesus brought we love to talk about that's the law but bring it to uh emmanuel bring it back to him because that's what the scripture said in the old testament that's what the scripture said in the new testament emmanuel said listen you can do this in your heart, and if you're doing it in your heart, it will be sin, and no sin shall enter in. You say, but Brother Ware, you ain't perfect. You ain't it. You're, you're right. I'm not uh, perfect in Brother Ware, but I'm perfect in Christ. When I abide in the word, then I'm perfect. Now, when I'm out of the word, then no ma'am, no sir, you are no longer perfect. But if you abide in the word and allow the word to abide in you, no, there is no condemnation under the that people can condemn you. But you got to walk in the spirit according to what the scripture says uh, before, uh, after the lust of the flesh didn't tell you about the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And against such, there is no law, meaning the law of sin and death, because that's a law. If you commit sin, you die. Jesus, the Lord, put that out. That's why when the Lord said, the voice, the word of the Lord came forth and said, uh, I will destroy men whom I have created. How were they created? By the voice, by the word, speaking everything into existence. And because of sin, because of these things. Now, if we living in the last of the last day, folks, it's time to get it together. It's time to do that which God have called you, chose you. And how is it? You know, it'll be a crime shame. Well, guess what? Coming back to my book, it'll be a crime shame. If you was in uh, kindergarten and trying to, uh, I'm sorry, high school and playing with kindergarten homework. If you was in high school playing with kindergarten homework, you know, you might as well not even be in school. Let's be real about it. You don't went to school and made it all the way to high school. But then after you get in high school, now you want to go back to kindergarten. You want to deal with kindergarten stuff. And you want to say, that's okay. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's not okay. And it's not okay simply because what will happen, you will become a spiritual dropout. And that's what we have today. We got so many people, so many people are saying they are in the word, they love the word, but you know what? You you are on the edge of being a spiritual dropout. I tell you what, I wish I could go on and finish this thing, but you can read it, uh, The Works of the Flesh, because my time running out, and I really want you to uh, read it deeper and further because it's amazing how saints of God, and get angry, and don't even want to speak, and yet they say they got the love of God in their heart, and it's amazing to me how that the enemy tricking a lot of people. Now, when you're in kindergarten, one thing about it, you do you do things, and you have to repent. And and and, you, and me and my little buddy, I remember right quick, thirty seconds. I got to say this, me and my little friend. He was, he wound up. He just passed last year, but my little friend, uh, he was trying to impress the, gir- the little girls, and he in turn said, my daddy, he killed uh, some coon, and he brought a coon tail, and, and, and I know young people, you listen to me, you can't even identify with that, but he brought a coon tail to kindergarten, and in the midst of it, uh, he was showing that his daddy had killed a coon. So I came up and say, my daddy killed a bear. And I couldn't bring the bear rug to school because y'all would have been scared if I brought the bear rug. I was trying to impress him, uh, get a better testimony than him. And we wind up getting upset with one another because of that situation. But his mom, uh, I'm sorry, his dad came and told me to say whatever he say his dad got, let his dad have it. And don't worry about it, cause he's your friend. And I felt real bad when he came back and told me, say, you know, my dad told me if your dad killed that, then so be it. But I'm only trying to say what my dad did. I can only testify of what my dad did when he told me that. And I, I cut it short. But here's what I'm saying, believer: time is running out. It's secret It's it's official. It's now. It's serious for you to grab hope and begin to do that which God would have you to do in these last and even days. Father, we thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you for the word. Ask you to bless that which I've said, that it might manifest it in their heart, and that they might bring forth transformation. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus, the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, 15 Blaylock, Dr. Brunswick. Brother Brunswick, have Church Not As Usual. If you want to be a part, come and be a part of that. We would love for you to come out and check us out, all right? Please, just check him out and see what Church Not As Usual. Or you can reach me at 404-293-7557. Love to hear from you. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you.
3: Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's brotherjamesware, P.O. Box 232 Easley E-A-S-L-E-Y South Carolina 29641. Please include the station that you heard him on. And remember, we are praying that you grow to higher heights and a deeper death in the Lord. Remember, Ephesians 118. May the Lord bless you.
1: It's too important to give up for anything.
0: Where you live